We're talking with Dan Keller, author of the book Survival Guide for Coaching Youth Baseball. Dan, what can a baseball coach expect to take away from your book? Simple answer to what a coach can take away from our book is a coach can expect to overcome any overwhelming pressure associated with coaching a new sport. Whether you're a first-year coach or a returner of three to four seasons, the Survival Guide to Coaching Youth Baseball is the most effective tool to prepare you for what you're stepping into. Everything is covered from the initial team meeting to the planning of a specific practice down to the skills, hitting, pitching, infield, and outfield. It's all in there to help you feel settled as a first-time or a young baseball coach. Having been involved in youth sports for several years, what advice would you give a first-time youth coach? The advice I would offer a first-time youth coach center around structure and organization, the management piece. I'd highly recommend that you take the time to prep a practice plan and use as many helpers or assistant coaches as you possibly can. Everyone has more fun. The athletes, your volunteer coaches, and most importantly, you, when the practice plan is clearly laid out, the volunteer assistants actually get to coach, which is what they volunteered to do, because the plan is set in place, the field is mapped out, the equipment is where it needs to be, and when the athletes show up, you're not trying to make stuff up on the fly. That's one of the most important things that we've realized by doing coaching clinics for the last 10 years is that the skill training is one thing, but that first-time youth coach needs to be comfortable preparing a practice plan and taking a little bit of time to map out what's going to happen on a given day. What are some realistic expectations coaches should have for young players? I believe the most important thing that coaches should be looking for are improvement, huge smiles, meaning the athletes are having fun, and learning to compete. You know, at the youngest levels, winning is not the most important outcome. As a matter of fact, many of these levels are not, the athletes don't even keep score. Or I should say, the adults are not supposed to keep score. And with the athlete's skill level varying so widely, your goals really come back to the athlete experience. Did the kids have fun, and did they have fun while they were working hard, improving, and learning this game of baseball? What have you been able to pull from your personal endeavors playing and coaching baseball to help you work with young athletes? The biggest thing I've learned is to maintain a big-picture perspective. Being injured in college, I went through a severe shoulder injury, which really helped me to sit back and realize that this is just a game. And growing older now and experiencing the game for a while without having my own kids, it's been awesome to be able to relate to these young athletes and then have that big-picture perspective and objectivity to make sure that I'm not getting caught up in the pressures that they're going through in the win-at-all-cost mentality. So having that big-picture perspective to be able to get down in the trenches with the young athlete and learn and watch them develop and watch them grow, but realize that the road is long. And while they're going to experience the most important game of their life every season, we can keep an eye on the long road ahead and make sure that they're having fun, the smiles on their faces remain, and that win or lose, they truly do learn something from that experience. Getting back to the book, having coached athletes for so long, we really have broken down the most effective ways to teach baseball skills, 
from hitting the field into pitching, the steps clearly outlined in this book come from the hundreds of authors before us and the thousands and thousands of hours and training sessions spent with young athletes. So we're hoping that this book can save you those thousands of hours and really outline exactly how you are going to teach these skills. What distinguishes your book from other baseball coaching books? I think that the two biggest differentiating factors to the Survival Guide for Coaching Youth Baseball are the management piece, number one, and number two, the easy-to-understand, easy-to-follow, and easy-to-execute how-to-teach descriptions. That's how to teach, not necessarily how to do a certain movement. The first piece, the management piece, is practice planning, game planning, season planning. This book actually shows you how to manage a team effectively. And remember, managing a team is far different than what would be defined as coaching a team. And the management piece of preparing a practice plan and structuring an environment where volunteer adults are used and having fun and the athletes are engaged, working hard, and having fun. It's very unique in what we've presented in this book. The second piece is the how-to-teach descriptions. For example, the book really breaks down the process of fielding a ground ball. First, the actual movements are clearly outlined, and then the book clearly walks through the steps to teach those physical movements. It's the simplicity and the clarity of that instruction that helps this book to stand above the rest. We really, really have broken down those movements and how to teach it effectively. Your book includes several sample practice drills. Talk about one or two of your favorites and what skills they develop. Some of my favorite drills are in the receiving section of the throwing chapter. One of the drills is called waiter tray and another drill, kickback jack. They're great ways to teach young baseball players to turn their gloves over so their fingers point up to the sky and they can catch the ball correctly. Uh, One of the challenges I've learned through the years is getting the athletes to avoid trying to raise their palm up. A real awkward way of catching the baseball and getting the fingers to turn so they're pointing up to the sky as if you were carrying a waiter tray. And there's some great drills that we've compiled to safely and effectively help the kids to turn their fingers up to the sky and experience catching a ball in the proper manner. There's a four-corner receiving drill that's kind of the next step that assists kids in moving from their left to their right, down by their waist to the left to the right, and it just really helps the kids to go back and forth, back and forth, developing their baseball athleticism, we like to call it. But there's also some great drills in the hitting chapter, including a stance and grip tricks, that help with the basic stance for the feet and the basic way to hold a baseball bat, and also a three-step hitting drill, which helps to solidify the feet. And specifically in hitting, once the feet are settled, it's so much easier to teach hitting fundamentals. So these hitting drills of the stance and grip tricks combined with a three-step hitting drill really help you as a baseball coach. You've been playing the game of baseball nearly your entire life. Talk a bit about a couple of your most memorable moments. Easy answer. When I think back upon my more than 25 years of baseball experience, I'm consistently and constantly reminded of the relationships that I've built personally in and around this wonderful game. From my youth baseball teammates to my college summer league buddies, there's an unbelievable and and an impossible to recreate bond that's created by competing on the field of play. 
And that's winning or losing, competing on the field of play and going through those experiences with a group of guys. It's like no other experience in life. And oftentimes while speaking and doing coaching clinics and seminars, I'm reminded of an exercise I once experienced at a coaching convention. And the challenge or question was to name your third to fifth grade teachers in less than 10 seconds. And they pulled a bunch of guinea pigs up on stage and asked them to try and do this in 10 seconds on the spot. And they really struggled. And next, the challenge turns to naming your baseball coaches from the same years in your life. And to a T, the people picked as a test candidates for this exercise all clearly named their baseball coaches much more easily than their teachers. And it goes to show exactly what you've signed up for as a coach and the experience that you're going to be able to guide these athletes through. It speaks to my experience, you know, winning high school championships, being drafted professionally, receiving a full scholarship to UCLA. I think back on these accomplishments, and I remember most fondly my teammates and my coaches over the years. In addition to your book, what are some other must-haves for a first-time baseball coach? The must-haves for a first-time baseball coach, as many baseballs as possible. You must try to gather as many baseballs in as many buckets and keep them on hand at all times. You must have a written practice plan. You must bring energy and tons of it, leading by example to get that energy out of your kids. And by example means no disrespecting an umpire, no disrespecting an opponent, showing up to the field on time and being prepared. These are all things that you're going to expect out of your players, and therefore they become must-haves for a first-time baseball coach. For more specific answers, like for equipment or supplies, you must read the first chapter. Help, where do I start? In there, you'll find a detailed list of what's recommended and a clear outline of how to get started in this wonderful game. Thanks so much. See you on the diamond. We've been talking with Dan Keller, author of the book Survival Guide for Coaching Youth Baseball. Thanks for your time, Dan.